Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Jacob Battleon is our very special guest, and so many people know him from the Marvelous, the Marvel Universe, and uh, he plays Ned Leeds in, in five Marvel films, and <laughs> I don't know how many millions and millions of people that means has seen him in that role, but he's been in so many other things. He is absolutely terrific, and uh, I could watch him in anything, you. and you're going to be able to get him get to see him. <laughs> And in uh, the show Reginald the Vampire, and it is premiering tomorrow on the Sci-Fi Network, and uh, it's going to be a winner because this guy is uh, is in it. Jacob, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, man. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Reginald the Vampire. Uh, a lot of people anticipating this. Yeah. And a big reason why. There's a lot yeah. of interest in vampires. A great month to put it out. And uh, <laughs> and, and also Absolutely. a lot of people interested in you. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Reginald the Vampire is sort of a very, very much a human story about uh, this guy, Reginald, who is basically your everyday guy who sort of accepts his fate as like just a regular guy who never gets to be the hero of the story. So um, it's just about that. And it's a very entertaining story because it's in the backdrop of becoming a vampire. Uh, and it's a very great metaphor for society because in, in the vampire community, he's not really accepted because he's not, quote unquote, their version of what beautiful is. And, and they're not accepting of that. So it's just like that really crazy story, and um, he just had to survive a vampire chieftain who wants him dead. <laughs> uh, Jacob, as a kid, were you into fantasy, sci-fi, uh, horror? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, you know, honestly, horror too much as a kid. I just got into scary movies, so <laughs> uh, maybe not that, but for sure. As a, as a kid, I used to love... I mean, I still do. I love a lot of fantasy stuff. I love Harry Potter, and I love Power Rangers, and I love all these great things. Um, I absolutely am so happy that I get to be part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it for you uh, as a kid that you saw that yeah. made you think, you know what, I want to do this, or maybe even I can do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was very interesting. I actually wanted to be a musician first, and... I used to listen to a lot of, like, my favorite artists growing up and thinking, wow, like, what a beautiful job to have, like, doing something that you're so passionate about and love and you're so good at it. Um, but, you know, my life didn't really take that turn, and, and it was really, like, my sort of, like, my go at drama school in New York where I was sort of like, wow, this is actually a very amazing and beautiful experience to be vulnerable in front of people and to perform. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's really because of that. <laughs> well, listen, you've, you've made the right right call you could always uh you could always do a lot of music <laughs> on the side i mean you, you know people are dying to get Absolutely. to the level that you've gotten at and you're playing at a very high level uh how about musically are you are you doing Absolutely. are you doing much you musically 
Um, you know, I, I haven't really written a song in a few years, but maybe maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day I'll take it I'll take it more seriously again and really really sit down and really think about that. <laughs> you know, you have an orbit now around you because of what you've done yeah. and 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 how well you've done it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, listen, the Marvel yeah. universe just uh, attracts people left and right. I, I'm sure if you just put out the word yeah. that hey, I'm looking looking to collaborate, you're going to get all kinds of all kinds of strange phone calls that you've never gotten <laughs> before from from famous musicians that right. you, you may like them. Might not be a bad idea to just float it in a in a tweet or something. No, for sure, that's a really good idea. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, I know it's been it's been a crazy couple of years here. Um, what do you have? What's the yeah. rest of your year look like uh, beyond the uh, the release tomorrow? Yeah. Um, what what do you have going on? And yeah. how rock solid is your schedule? I, it's pretty good. I, you know, I uh, I actually came back from Serbia uh, a few days ago to do press in New York, but we're out there doing a horror movie right now. Uh, speaking of horror movies, um, and uh, it's a really fun time, you know. And I think I'm gonna take you know. The, like the last few holidays off I think uh, you know my girlfriend and I want to visit our families but uh, yeah we're going to be out in Serbia for a month and a half more just about so it'll be a good time <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh, if there's any ritual that you uh, maybe ritual is a bad word to use or maybe the right word to use for Reginald yeah. the Vampire yeah. but uh, as it <laughs> right. as it debuts do you have a uh, premieres, I should say. Uh, do you have a, a group coming over? Or are you just? Is it just a regular day? Yeah. Just, uh, what What do you have going on? You got a party or something? You know, honestly, uh, <laughs> not not particularly. I, I think um, my friends are all really excited about it for sure. But uh, we just haven't really planned anything out. I've I've been so busy with work that I couldn't get anything together last minute. Um, but you know, I'm sure my friends will come over and we'll have a good time. <laughs> What else can you give us about Reginald the Vampire that uh, that won't spoil yeah. anything, right? We don't want you to spoil. We want everybody to watch. Uh, yeah. But but give us a, give us a little right. something on your take of uh, of the whole project. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think with Reginald the Vampire, what makes it such a different show is, is that we've never really looked at the human aspect of vampirism. You know, I think this show is the, from the point of, point of view of a human. He, it, it's just completely absurd to him that vampires are a real thing. So his sort of interaction with the vampire community is very grounded, and I think that people will really enjoy that because well, truly there is nothing like it on TV. Yeah, well, listen, we're looking forward to it, and, and when you, uh, when you mention you. things like, uh, you know, they, they, they don't consider... Uh, him beautiful or whatever that's just going to uh, that's going to attract yeah. more people to it uh last time we saw Absolutely. vampires it was uh you know well one of the times we saw vampires it was tom cruise brad pitt uh, they just loaded up all the sex symbols yeah. and, and and they uh and they just kind of <laughs> did it that way so i think uh, i i think the, yeah. the the other people in the world the rest of us are, are going to love this concept uh, yeah. even more um what what's the rest of your year look like? Uh, what do you uh, what do you have going? And I know uh, you know Serbia is a big trip back and forth. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything uh, anything you could tell us yeah. about for the rest of the year and the beginning of next? Uh, you know, yeah, just I think we're going to take a few months off. You know, I feel like we do a lot of traveling, so I think you know we're going to go see my family in Hawaii and then go see my girlfriend's family in Florida, and we're going to try and do a Costa Rica trip next year. Uh, for a few months as well. I, I definitely like taking my time uh, between work because I feel like 
you know, you time is, is the most important. Your own happiness is the most important thing in your life. And, you know, work may not always be the thing that you're happy with. So I think uh, we're just a lot of me time. <laughs> well, good for you. Listen, you've earned it. Uh, uh, amazing career Thank going you. on, and uh, uh, you know, again, uh, you. we'll be watching. We'll be watching tomorrow, uh, Jacob. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, man. Jacob Battleon has been our very special guest and uh, a wonderful actor. Uh, Reginald the Vampire is upon us, and we'll be uh, we'll be watching that tomorrow. As it debuts, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, and a new single is out that everyone has to get, Just As God Made Me. It's available now, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, everywhere that uh, it has good music. Uh, this is a, a great song. I, I mean, just a, an absolute great song, and uh, and points out, with all the political uh, stuff going on now that maybe we're not as divided as they say we are and they make us out to be. Uh, two two guys that have uh, absolutely put wonderful careers together, uh, you know, completely different genres and combined. Uh, what, a, what a tune they've created. Jesse James Dupree of Jackal, who we've had before, and he's absolutely terrific. And, of course, legendary. DMC is, uh, is who we partnered up with this, and the two of them made magic. Guys, how are you? Hello. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's, you know, it, it, it's it's a fun song. It, you know, it's something that 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 uh, you know we felt like we would both step out of our comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? It's like D can make music that sounds like DMC and rock stuff all day long. I can do stuff with Jackal all day long, and so it's not either one of those. But what it is. It's the point that we've pushed ourselves to do something, you know, this country. And uh, and, and it's a song that, like you said, it, 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 maybe we're not all as divided in this day and time, especially with everybody sick of seeing election ads and stuff. And the anchor men, my favorite line in the song is that, Mr. Anchorman, you've lost your mind. But, but my, 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 my favorite line of the song is when D, in his verse, says that he's a street hillbilly. <laughs> and, and, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's just supposed to put a smile on your face and have you pause for a minute to say, you know what, yep. this is really cool that two guys that grew up in very disparate worlds, yep. but as he explains, you know, we were, you know, we, it's, it's all the same. Like, he, he, he springs it up perfectly when he talks about it. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, let me turn know, to you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, the, the funny thing is, it's our differences if we look at them, we realize that we're all the same. If I go down to Georgia and I talk about a railroad track, Jesse will take me to a locomotive. If Jesse comes up here to New York and he talks about railroad tracks, train tracks, I'm going to take him to the subway. But at the end of the day, it's still a train. Yeah. If I'm eating a bagel from the bagel spot in Brooklyn and I go down here and he takes me over Grandma's house and we're eating cornbread, it's still bread. You know, and like Jesse said in the record, we all bleed red. 
so the beautiful thing about this song is like Steven Tyler taking the mic stand and knocking on the wall in the Aerosmith video where people say that didn't just happen in the video. What this song and this video is going to do is make people realize we need to shut up and stop fighting, appreciate our differences from our customs and our cultures, but we need to come together. If we come together, then the world is made better. The world won't get better if we keep fighting and saying, you're wrong because you don't do what I do, and you're wrong because you don't do what I do. At the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. We just call it something different. Yeah. Uh, Jesse James, let me turn to you. Uh, it, so many so many people, uh, you know, hate this guy because he's coming from this side of the political spectrum. Or I hate this guy or I hate this gal. I, you know, I always say it's like it, I, I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, I don't hate Red, my friend who's a Red Sox fan. He just he cheers for a different right. team. And that's kind of how I feel. And I don't know. I, I It's a perfect timing to come out. Uh, Jesse James Dupree, did you put it out purposely uh, around Election Day because of that? We, we, we actually did. I mean, uh, and, and, and it was something, to be honest with you, that Dee and I talked about. Because uh, it's been several months which, when the, the way the song came together was so organically, and yeah. you know, my, and my my son's playing drums on it. You know, we got Roman Glick from Jackal playing a stand-up bass, yeah. which he's from the you know, 20. Yeah, like a oh. turn-of-the-century stand-up bass. So he's out of his comfort zone. My son's playing drums with me, and, and, and Slick Kenny Kilgore on the guitar, and, and, and you got us doing something that's out of our box. But it, it, we came together so organically. But when we were working on the vocal. Locals, and D was work, working on framing up his verse and such. He was in Boston working on some of his comic book stuff, and uh, and I happened to be in Laconia producing a big event for Harley Davidson uh, up in Laconia, New Hampshire, which is only about 80 miles from from Boston. So I jumped on the motorcycle ride down to Boston, and we go in the studio and we massage things out. And while we were in there working on that, D's son was with him. His son's in the music business. My son's you know following his passion with the same thing I'm doing. But what Dee and I both have done, we've raised responsible citizens. We've raised two two men that were both proud to say, this is my son. And, and, I, and I, I, I think they're both proud to say that we're their dads. And yeah. that that is something that's so, that's so important. And it wasn't by design. It's just, it's just the way it is. All this just came together. So, again, you can overthink it. You can you can overanalyze it, but it's just it's, and you, if you can't enjoy it for a second and just and, and think you know what that's cool and it's not overthought, it's just what it is. Two guys getting outside their comfort zone, but and I'll tell you what the most important thing it is, Frank. It's a damn good excuse for D and I to play the, the Grand Old Opry. Wow! And they oh, gotta man. let us in. They gotta let us in. And, and more <laughs> importantly, even though it's election day, the, the, the thing is just like you know you like your you like the Yankees different like the rest of. We shouldn't be fighting. We should be uniting. Our differences, what Jesse brings to the table, what I bring to the table, when we combine that together, that's when change happens. That's when it gets better for everybody. We we got to bring cultures and communities together to solve the problems that the politicians and the religious leaders can. Politics and religion will fail, but the arts will always succeed. And I'll add to that. We are all coming together physically because it's hard to find a good southern accent down here in Georgia anymore. So many damn Yankees moving down here. <laughs> yes. That's great. You need the representation. <laughs> Well, listen, it's not hard to find a New York accent up here. I'll, I'll say that. 
But hey, listen, congratulations to both of you guys. Not only what you you do together, what you do separately, uh, you're both building uh, legendary careers, and it's uh, diverse. You guys have a lot of diverse interests. Uh, it's it's amazing that you guys got together, uh, but but it makes a lot of sense. And uh, and D, let yeah. me turn to you uh, for for one second. And uh, and before we let you go, give us a website for you. And then I'm going to ask Jesse James Dupree the same thing: uh, a website or a social media site where we could follow along with you. And if your son's got one, give that as well. All right, yeah, yeah, the, 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 my IG is King DMC at King DMC. You'll see the Run DMC at. If you don't see the Run DMC hat, it's not me. Uh, my son's my son's IG is P Son McDaniel. And uh, listen, same here, Jesse. Uh, uh, give us any website or social media site you have for you, or Jackal, or your yeah, son. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my, thank you. My, my Instagram is uh, is uh, Jesse James Dupree, and then there's the the official Jackal. And then Nigel, my son Nigel Dupree is he's in a band called Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. They just released a record and you gotta check that out. And you know, we're we're proud to be working together and we're proud to be on the phone with you. And uh, you know, everybody check the songs. Just as God made me the videos on YouTube. We had a fun time doing that. It's all the streaming platforms have it. You can check it out and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully just smile for a minute. And uh, and again look for us on the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully we can make that happen. Guys, congrats. Thanks for being here. We'll be talking about you as we let you go to your next interview. Jesse James Dupree and DMC, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. No question about it. Jesse James Dupree and DMC, what a combination, guys. Uh, absolutely terrific. These guys uh, are have put out a great song together, and uh, it's cool. I mean, they got a great message. Just As God Made Me, it's available now. You can go there and check it out. And uh, just, you know what? Kudos. Uh, I'm thrilled, too, that they're including their kids in this. Uh, gives them a step a step up. I have I've had both of these guys on the show uh, several times, different uh, different uh, junctions uh, junctions and uh, the uh, in their career and different spots. And um, you know both of them are ambitious. They both have uh, have very interesting uh, things that they're uh, that they get involved in. Uh, DMC gets involved in uh, kids books and other books and. You know, he produces, of course. Uh, Jesse James uh, gets involved in TV. They both do. They they both spread themselves out quite a bit. And uh, very talented guys and uh, ambitious guys, which I, I respect ambition, that's for sure. But their their latest, again, is a combination. And, you know, it's a lead, lead singer and front man from Jackal. And you can't get any further away from the music of Run DMC than, than Jackal. And, uh, you know, he uh, he referenced DMC, uh, referenced um, Aerosmith and Walk This Way was a was a big uh, breakthrough for for rap. And, you know, at, at that particular time, you didn't know what would last uh, thrash music or, uh, or or rap. Both of them were coming up at the, at the same time. Thrash, uh, obviously, just a, a few a few bands. Um, emerged, if you want to call Metallica uh, early thrash and Anthrax. Uh, I, really, Metallica is the one band that um, that emerged into the mainstream. Uh, as far as hip hop, you know that emerged from uh, from the rap that was out at that time, and they both almost simultaneously came out. And DMC is a, a, a big reason why, and, and that whole band and 
um, you know, again, listen, uh, Russell Simmons uh, is, is a genius, no question. Rick Rubin as well. And what they've done historically is just uh, tremendous. But this combination works. Uh, check out the single, as Just As God Made Me. And it's uh, both of them uh, featured here very strongly. Jesse James Dupree, lead singer and lead uh, frontman for Jackal and, and DMC of the legendary Run DMC. I've been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here uh, with a terrific uh, talent. And I, boy, I don't want to go way back, but man, if uh, if you see, you want to see range in an actor, it just just watch a couple of his things, different roles, uh, back to back to back, and I, he doesn't look anything to me like Letterman. He doesn't sound like Letterman, but boy, he was Letterman uh, when <laughs> when I saw him. They blew me away in, in that role and so many other. Uh, he, he's absolutely terrific. Thrilled to finally have him here. A mighty wind, uh, pitch perfect, uh, best in show. Terrific there. Uh, just uh, oh, a licorice pizza. I saw him in recently, and I thought that was I, I thought that was terrific. Excellent movie. If you haven't seen it, John Michael Higgins is here, and I uh, and we're not going to talk too much about acting here. Let's talk about pickleball, right? Pickleball is is all the craze, and it's such a big deal, and uh, and everybody is talking about pickleball. You got to be kidding. It's uh, it's it's tennis with a big racket. He'll explain, but pickled on CBS. Uh, we'll we'll see uh, a bunch of celebrities. I think sixteen all in all. Will Farrell, Emma Watson, uh, a whole bunch of folks uh, in uh, in action with uh, with pickleball. And let me bring in a, a terrific talent. Absolutely thrilled to have a guy like this with us. Oh, F is for family too. He did some. Uh, I love that show. Uh, John Michael Higgins is our very special guest. John, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, listen, thrilled to have you. And when was the first time you heard the term pickleball? <laughs> Pretty recently, I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, they asked me to do this, and I, I didn't even know what it was. Uh, but, you know, it's it's actually, it's like, get ready for it. It's coming down the tracks. It's, it, it turns out to be a very popular sport right now. Big deal. And it's only going to get deal. bigger, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it was actually, uh, I was shocked because I, w- I was hired to do comedic type, you know, commentary on this sporting event, you know, a celebrity sporting event. But when I got to the set, you know, it was, it was CBS had sent out their sports crew, not their comedy crew. No. Oh. And because it was going to be a real tournament, you know, and it was real. And these celebrities, many of whom I know, uh, turned out to be really good pickleball players, <laughs> you know. And uh, I was sort of distracted by the sport. I think at some point, you know, one of the producers was in my ear 
saying, Michael, make some jokes, <laughs> because <laughs> because I was so enthralled by the, the sport, you know. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of a great show. It's on November 17th, and I, I really urge your listeners to check it out, because you're really getting a really funny show. It's Stephen Colbert, so it's, it's quite funny, and he's the, the main host of it. And But also, also this kind of edge-of-your-seat, tournament which is kind of great uh, who knew pickleball for heaven's sakes I, I mean it's cbs i mean that should give you some indication just if you're if you're just listening casually to what we're saying here of how serious it is i mean this isn't on you know on joe's you know cable channel this is cbs right i mean this is a big deal and yeah, the I, and the names we've mentioned are, are, are tremendous and uh I, you know this uh, this is a uh, you know, this is a very serious thing. It's huge. Pickleball is is monstrous at this point. I mean, uh, you know, just it, it's uh, maybe it's a fad. Maybe it's not going to last long. I, we don't know that yet, but it is a big, big deal. And uh, uh, listen, uh, kudos to CBS for either being on the cutting edge of it or, or to give us uh, the, the first glimpse of it. Uh, either way you look at it, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Let me ask you this. Is... Uh, I have yeah. I have a feeling that CBS is right about it. I think that you know this initial foray, which is a celebrity version, where this where the contestants are celebrities instead of professional athletes. I think that will quickly go away, and you're just going to be watching professional athletes play pickleball on CBS as a sporting event for real. I think that's where it's going. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned. Uh, about getting caught up in the in the action, uh, were the celebrities that were playing were they uh, super competitive or were they were they hamming it up or was it a mixture of that? Uh, did uh, did you see uh, a, a a line between those being very competitive and those being funny about it? Yeah, it's a really good question because actually it, I feel like it kind of changed while we were actually doing the tournament. You know, mostly people were getting out there and they were goofing around because that's what they want to see celebrities do. Um, but none of the celebrities, not there's 16 of them, none of them embarrassed themselves uh, as as athletes. They were all they were all really pretty good, and some of them were really good, and that was a, a big surprise for a lot of people. I think, maybe including themselves. Uh, you know, yeah. um, and. You know, like uh, the people you may Will Ferrell and Emma Watson. Will, you know, in his private life, is quite a good tennis player. He's just a really talented athlete anyway. I mean, who knew? But there it is. People are. You know, Emma Watson, same thing. Very strong athlete. Um, and they played viciously, beautifully, wonderfully. You know, they, Will's always funny. But, you know, you watch him play, and it says he's an elegant, strong aggressive player it's just it's really fun to watch and emma too and many of many of the other ones sugar ray leonard is then you know he's obviously a natural athlete yeah to play any sport really well and it was a you know he's my age and he was just out he was just killing it i loved it hey john i'm, I'm not asking you to tell really? tales I, out out of school but uh, did any of the celebrities come to you and and say hey uh, how do how do i play you know how do i play this and in, in other words how do i approach this um, and and did any of them sure. were any of them concerned with what you were going to say uh, about them and, and about the action? Well, it's a good question. It, it, I actually think people were a little 
little uh, confused by what the tone should be because once the playing started, it was such good playing uh, that that it quickly became like, oh, this is a different event than I thought it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but these celebrities were, you know, they're professionals and they know how to be funny and they're great. You know, they 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 goof around, they they tell funny jokes, and and I'm, that's what I'm hired to do, and that's what I'm doing as well. But really. The whole time we were doing it, it was like this kind of serious tournament that was going on underneath. We were all shocked. Hey, let me let me just uh, before we go, I'll congratulate you on putting a body to work uh, of work together. That's absolutely terrific, and uh, also a lot of quality within that body. Uh, you're terrific at what you do. I could watch you in anything, listen to you in, uh, in anything. Uh, if you want to tell us about anything that uh, that's going on before you leave, uh, please do so. And if you have website, social media site, do that as well. But we'll be talking about pickled on CBS after we let you go, uh, John Michael Higgins. Uh, yeah go anything uh, going on that we should know about oh no i would just uh you know remind people that my game show is still uh going strong uh fifth season uh, on game show network uh on on that platform gsn and that's a lot of fun to do i love doing it myself and i was a little surprised to find myself being a uh, game show host but hey that's life you know and i love it it's one of my favorite jobs i ever had so i would i would encourage you to go out and look at that Listen, tons of range. You're terrific. Uh, thrilled talking to you here. Uh, and we'll uh, hopefully get you for a longer period of time. Looking forward to seeing you on the 17th. Thanks for being here. Anytime, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. John Michael Higgins has been our very special guest. He's known for uh, Mighty Wind, Pitch Perfect, uh, Best in Show, uh, Perfect Pitch, The Shift. And the, the shift is where he played David Letterman. It was terrific as Letterman. And that was good. That was a good show. A lot of good talent. There was Kathy Bates, too, right, was in that. Uh, who played Leno? I don't know who played Leno. But John Michael Higgins played um, Letterman. And forgive me if it's somebody that's been on the show. I can't remember right now who played Leno. Anyway, uh, he's a um, game show host, uh, does a lot of voiceovers. Uh, he's he's got a tremendous resume. You go to his I, uh, IMDb, and uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of entries there. He's um, he's a pro. You know he uh, he's made a living for a long time. You know that the uh, well, I almost called it the late shift. The shift was uh, was a '95, a '96 when that came. That was all about the the Letterman Leno drama that went into uh, a place once Johnny Carson said he's retiring. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a big deal back then, a made-for-TV movie. It was on HBO, but he did a great job as Letterman, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. It was kind of a, like an inside look at the, at the politics, the drama that goes into, like, landing something along those lines. And you saw a lot of input. You don't know, by the way, you don't know, uh, how kind they were being to to each Letterman and Leno to try to um, you know try try to thank them for the support. I mean the filmmakers in in that, and I I don't know I haven't thought about it, read about it, or watched it in a while. But I remember him as Letterman, and uh, yeah, again he doesn't look anything like Letterman. He doesn't sound like Letterman. But in that uh, particular episode, that uh, that film, he was uh, he was Letterman. John Michael Higgins. Pickled 
is uh, is the name of the the show. Seventeen celebrities, including Will Ferrell, Emma Watson, and others. Uh, Sugar Ray uh, Leonard uh, be on CBS playing pickleball. If you don't know what pickleball is, it's like tennis with a with a much bigger racket. And um, yeah, it's either going to be a huge huge deal, uh, which it is right now, or, or it's just going to be a fad and it's going to come and go and it's. Um, like the Rubik's Cube, <laughs> like, well, whatever, who knows, but I, I think people are going to be playing it for a long time. It's easier than tennis, you have to assume with the bigger racket. I've never played it, I shouldn't say. Uh, it's, uh, it's easier. You've got to believe it is, right, with a bigger racket. That's the, the purpose of that. So they're, you know, taking it seriously, and um, yeah, sounds good. Sounds, uh, sounds entertaining for folks that like these celebrities that are there, and and, uh, and, you know, like sports, CBS is looking at it as a, a sports event. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a best-selling author, a former Navy SEAL, and he is... A, an entrepreneur and who has uh, has built businesses from the ground floor and turned them into multi-million dollar businesses. Uh, he is a leadership trainer. He is as good as they come, and this book is excellent. Everyone should should get two, one for themselves and one for a friend. Uh, leaders at all levels and, and people at all levels uh, will enjoy this. Uh, it's called Staring Down the Wolf. Seven Leadership Commitments That Forge Elite Teams. Mark Devine is our very special guest. Thrilled to have you, Mark, and congratulations on the book. Thanks, Frank. really appreciate you having me on the show. Well, I'll tell you, it's every time you do something, you know, you're getting accolades. This time is no difference. Does it change for you? And and again, I'm talking about everything from every everything in the seals. Is it the same same sensation when you when you feel success on something that it was when you first started out, or is it a little different now? Do you temper it differently? Do you handle it differently? You know, I'm I'm an, I'm a normal guy, and to me, you know, I have a you know I have a mission to do. My mission is to help people think better, help people integrate, become more whole, and to, to really experience the power of some of the things I talk about in Staring Down the Wolf. And so I've been training these skills to um, SEAL trainees. I've been training them to corporate leaders and entrepreneurs and moms and dads even, you know, for the past 10 years. And I find great joy in that. So, you know, if a book comes out, uh, if, I, if I write a book or, you know, my publisher asks me, hey, put these principles or I want you to do this. You know, to me, it's a project. I get it done. I'm, it's a great book. I know it because these principles literally have transformed thousands of lives. But it, I don't really get wrapped up in the ego of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing these media things, and it's fun. I love talking to, to you and to some of these other people. But I try to, you know, and then, let me just say it another way, Frank. I try to eat my own dog food. And one of my primary teachings is that ego is always going to get in your way. And we want to cultivate a more uh, broader perspective of connectedness, like I felt in the SEAL teams and what I teach through SEALFIT. Like, you want to bring out the power of your team, then courageously go forward and, and learn to do those things that are going to allow you to connect at a heart level. And in order to do that, you got to stare down your biases and your fears and your ego and, 
and you know the things that make you think that you're more brilliant than other people or better because you're not you know what i mean we all have our our geniuses and we all have our flaws nobody's perfect and there's no such thing as perfection except for perfect effort so you know stare down your wolf of fear so that you can unlock authenticity and live with courage trust and respect and then you can grow with and through your team and, and the rest of those commitments, excellence, resiliency, and alignment really naturally unfold. And, you know, you get great things done because your team is all in total synchronicity and you get that like 20 times power I talk about through the team. You've been teaching for a while. You've been training for a while at a, at a very high level still. Of course, with the book, it's the same thing. It's just at a, to, to thousands and thousands and thousands of people at one time. I, how much has that changed over the years, and, and again, keep in mind that you've been doing this through, uh, you know, what became the 24-hour news cycle. Now we're in an instantaneous news cycle. We have social media, and we have different right. distractions. How much has has your methodology changed over the uh, over the years as far as how you approach yeah. teaching people? That's a great question. You know, when I started, it was really for military special operators, not just U.S. but allies. And, and with a focus on SEALs, because my company was SEALFIT. And the training was, SEALFIT training was and is very, very intense. You know, we have an intense physical training model. We have these 50-hour nonstop events, which are modeled after the Navy SEALs Hell Week, which is nonstop training for six days. And um, early on, I had a lot of civilians, entrepreneurs and business leaders, men and women, come and say, hey, I want to do that training. And they would try it, and, you know, it's hard, and, but they were already really fit. Then I had more people come and say, hey, I want to do that training, but I, I literally cannot physically handle that, what you're offering there. So what can you build for me? And out of that came an entirely new program. So it's been evolutionary, like you're alluding to. I've had to modify, adapt, and figure out how to teach these principles to everybody who may not either be or have any interest in being as fit as a Navy SEAL. And frankly, that's most people because they're a little extreme, you know, and I was one of them, and I am a little extreme on the physical side. But, you know, we th- we've developed this model that has coaches. We have 500 certified coaches. We've got online training, and we do these events where we bring people in and we teach them these principles, and we teach them to embody them. Like, how do you embody courage? How do you embody trust? How do you embody um, excellence? Well, we teach that, and we teach them through practices that are both uh, – potential and performance related potential I mean is the inner practices like breath control concentration mindfulness and visualization where you really curate the inside of your self-awareness you know your positivity your ability to focus on the task your ability to know what is the right task to do how do you stand your ground and develop courage and then we teach you how to go and perform with the team where you're able to communicate effectively you're able to share leadership, and you're really able to connect with and trust your teammates. This training is has to be experienced, you know, and that's why our training is like embodied, and it takes a little bit of time. It's not something you can just just read in the book. And although reading the book helps really motivate you to action, and once you start doing the daily practices, you're on your way. 
Let me remind folks that are just tuning in a little late or turning on their radios a little late. Frank McKay here with Mark Devine. He is a best-selling author, and his latest is Staring Down the Wolf. It is a must-get. I've ordered mine, and you guys have to also. Amazon is where I, I started, and Barnes & Noble. But anywhere, they have, have great books, and we'll get a website before we go with Mark. Uh, and uh, and we, we have him for a couple minutes more, but it is a must-get for, for everyone. Uh, he is a former Navy SEAL. He is a, a successful entrepreneur, a leadership trainer. And this book is as good as it gets. And uh, again, it is called Staring Down the Wolf. Google it and, and buy it. Uh, Mark, the, uh, the idea that you're not only uh, teaching... Uh, folks that are at different leadership levels, but you're, you're teaching some, and, and I know some people are turning their, their kids on to the book because they want them to become leaders. Right. And some of them just simply right. might not be at this point, but it, your, your book has an approach where I think if I'm, if I'm getting it correctly, that, that a student could look at it from, uh, from day one and kind of uh, apply what they're doing to uh, or apply the methods in this book uh, to what they're doing at, at even a high school level or so forth. I think it's written that broadly. Correct? It is. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is leadership. Everybody's a leader, whether you believe that you are or not, because first you have to lead yourself. And, you'll, you know, you'll accomplish far more if first you take care of yourself, your physical balance, your mental strength, your emotional awareness, your, you know, intuitional you know, alertness and, you know, knowing where you stand so you can stand your ground, those types of things. So, you know, lead yourself first and then bring more of yourself to the team. And more of yourself looks like a more authentic and whole, spontaneous, playful uh, person as opposed to like a really controlled maybe negative negative or biased individual and, and that's the norm because negativity you know we are wired to be five times as negative in our brains as we are positive and then we're just loaded up with negativity every day through media and also through you know maybe negative people in our lives and also stress that we just take on because we don't know how to deal with it so any young person a student or young leader would find great benefit in beginning the practices of courageously looking at how do I improve myself by by uh, staring down my own fears and my own biases now rather than waiting until I get smacked down by the business world or by, you know, another uh, more evolved leader in the future. Yeah, well, stare down your own fears and biases and shadow and open up to, you know, the, the positive potential that lies inside you. And that's what I try to teach people. They got so much more potential than they even recognize but you got to start training to tap that potential well, i know you have a lot of people waiting to speak to you we appreciate your time and certainly we appreciate your service to the country and we'll uh, never be able to thank you and and all your colleagues uh, enough for that uh congratulations on the success of the book give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing yeah, great. So the book itself is at staringdownthewolf.com. It's in all bookstores, but if you want to get a free leadership training, uh, three three hours or so of me going deeper into the principles, staringdownthewolf.com. And then my personal website has all the social media stuff. That's markdivine, D-I-V-I-N-E.com. And Frank, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much, and, and good luck with everything moving forward. Mark Devine, everyone, has been our very special guest. He is a former Navy SEAL 
and I, you know, just he he has a great way of approaching his uh, his teaching, and it's uh, you know I'm reading excerpts from uh, what came. I've ordered my book. Uh, it's called Staring Down the Wolf. I'm I'm a self help guy, and and I'm into all of this. And he has a, uh, a a real good approach. <laughs> Again, obviously, a very tough guy. Uh, he ended up as a commander in the in the Navy SEALs, and he was there for for years. I think 2011 is when he retired. And uh, staring down the wolf, seven leadership commitments that forge elite teams. He's a best-selling author, an entrepreneur, uh, leadership trainer. And by the way, I mean he's he built, you know, I'm legitimately built businesses from ground the ground floor and turned them into multi-million dollar businesses uh he's a unique guy mark divine has been our very special guest best-selling author mark divine former navy seal has been our guest we'll see you all next time on breaking it down in many ways long island is the story of america it's breaking it down with frank mckay long island is definitely the place for you now here's your host frank mckay on 1071 wlirfm hampton bay 